You guys, there is no better way to wrap up the month than a fantastic conversation with your two best friends. The great news is nothing is off the table because they know all of your secrets. So I'm super pleased to introduce you to Heidi and Amanda. Heidi is a retired teacher, mother of three precious kiddos. She lives for coffee, comedy, pranking people, and having challenging conversations. Amanda is a makeup artist by trade who's now basically managing divisions across Western Canada for a high-end cosmetic company. We always joke that she's going to be the accidental CEO. I'm the one trying to be the CEO, but it's definitely going to be Amanda who just keeps getting promoted. She's a dog lover turned cat mom. She loves Hawaii, Nutella, and she's a proud member of Bachelor Nation. So I hope you enjoy this fun conversation with two of my absolute favorites. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to the More Jody podcast. Thanks for uh, coming back for the month of November. Thanks for having us again. We must have done really well last time we got invited back. I don't know. The jury's still out on that, but um, it's time to record our November podcast. So welcome back. Some things I'd like to clear up from last time. First of all, Heidi is not actually 65 with young kids. She's retired by choice from her teaching profession for now. It's more of a joke, but I said it seriously and then people were confused. So Heidi, how old are you? Oh my gosh, I'm 37. There you go. So, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just temporarily retired. I'm going to go back. It's like all the people that sell Amway where they're like, I'm retired at 30. I'm like, no, you just have an Amway job. <laughs> it's not so much. Retirement. I know I'm not. <laughs> I just have always, I've said retired because Party I have light? no plans yeah. of going back right now, but I, I will go back. I rocked selling Party Light. Okay. You um, totally, you did. So Heidi's not retired, but most of my listeners have no idea what I do for a living, which is super funny. So I'm just going to say really quickly, I am the branch manager of two insurance brokerages on Vancouver Island. So that is what I do all day. I nerd about, nerd about, I nerd out about insurance and I love it. And I get to lead really great people. So that's my life. Um, And I have two boys that are seven and nine and husband and yeah, it's busy, busy, busy. Cause obviously I've got all these side hustles, um, which I also love. So today we are just going to talk about breaking down some stereotypes and how we feel um, about the stereotype of working mom at home mom and not a mom <laughs> corporately. She's a fur mom. mom. Yeah. Her mom. So, yes. For mom, but no, Amanda is a corporate lady and I'm also a corporate lady and mm. Heidi is a mom. So just even as I go to say that, it just, you can like feel all the like, well, I'm like, Heidi's just a mom or Amanda, a Amanda's mom. not one mm-hmm. now because she just has a cat. Right. So yeah. you, even as you go to say it, you're like, crap. So I think first we're just going to talk about each of us and kind of like a little bit about our decisions. And so I'm going to start first because I feel like I looked up an online article. I don't really have any quotes today, but I got some good online articles and it was harmful stereotypes of working moms. These are so funny to me. They're unreliable. Okay. Well, false. I'm unreliable, unrelated to having children. This has nothing to do with me (laughs) being a working mom. But I do have too much in my head. So I am likely to be like speeding really fast if I have to pick the kids up. So yeah, it can be unreliable. I guess that's maybe not totally untrue. I don't pay enough attention to my family, which probably is true just because it's truly that I am split focused. Also, I don't think um, I like the 80s mom, the 80s mom who like was like half paying attention to you and you still survived, you know, and you're like moderately you broken. only ate mac and cheese. <laughs> 
I wish. And it wasn't, it wasn't even Annie's. It was like craft dinner. <laughs> yeah. With like tart, tartrazine and color, <laughs> the color yellow or whatever. So I kind of like the eighties mom mentality that I don't have to helicopter over you and you're going to survive. And it says also, I only work because I don't want to do household chores. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I want <laughs> to avoid, really I want to avoid taking care of the children. Absolutely true. Um, on the weekend, they're a joy. But if I have word, if this is actually really true, harmful stereotypes. Um, but these if, are all these are all truths, gospel truths, and these, these are gospel truths. Because I will be real. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like, isn't the reason you have kids is to take care of the household chores? Like you've kind yes. of solidified everything at once. You've gotten all of the things beat. And we're so you just gotta there. get them old enough that they can get to work for you. Well, and my, my oldest is really good at dusting, but my youngest is brutal. So I'm going to eat um, my popcorn now. So you can tell Jeremy to turn the podcast off because he's going to be so annoyed as I chew my popcorn. <laughs> oh my word, we're not even allowed. We're not even allowed to wear a collar in case it makes noise and she's eating popcorn. Guys, I'm the host. No kidding. I had to put my hair up because my hair was touching my earphones and now she's eating popcorn mind you Heidi don't watch her eat the popcorn because you know she's gonna shove her hand in her mouth we I know, all know I'm not watching it for Pete's <laughs> sake I'm sitting in my bathtub to try to get a good sound and we're eating popcorn I feel like I'll be in our closets <laughs> instead but I'm eating chips. oh my gosh I do think that I was very strict about <laughs> headphones and but last time Amanda was like laying in her bed yawning we couldn't even stay awake well, for the podcast you know it's, oh, it is late. Yeah. It is late at night. So, okay, back to this list. Also, we have these jobs as a working mom because we want to prove a point. I do want to prove a point. <laughs> so these stereotypes are harmful and also the truth of my life. Um, I want to prove a point to you people should. of what's possible. Because obviously, like, look at me. That's my favorite thing. I'm going to be like, take that men of the 50s smacking my butt and calling me sugar. <laughs> like, I'm not taking that crap anymore. <laughs> I wish you could turn totally. the tables, make men get our coffees, smack their butts. That's what I would love. Yeah. Um, and children resent them for working. That is like, I think your kids resent whatever you do. Like, I, I like maybe yeah. people are listening being like, that's not true. My kids are great. Yeah, but you're not, their kids aren't 30 yet. And so I feel like I loved that my mom was at home with us, but mostly because I wanted to do a lot of drugs in high school and she was always there. And so <laughs> I, I, it was good for that reason. And so I think it was really necessary at the time. I didn't value it. Now I'm glad she was there and I will find a way to be working from home by the time my kids in junior are in junior high. That is my goal because I do want to be around them more for sure. And well, yeah, we, because are you going to want to do drugs with them? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to be really cool, but I'm not going to be that cool. Okay. That's not the mom I am. <laughs> but, and it says, I look down at stay, look down on stay at home moms. And that is absolutely true. Uh, absolutely oh false. Word, no, no, no. That is absolutely <sighs> false. I, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I'm just tired. Um, and I have popcorn in my teeth, but no, I don't look down at stay at home moms. I think so highly of them. And I'm a little jealous to be honest, in the summer when my friend Heidi, I was like, what are you up to? She's like, I don't know. Every day is a Saturday. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate you. No, so it's more like, Heidi, what are you doing? She's like, cleaning, dusting, oh, yeah. dishes, vacuuming. That, <laughs> She's the go summer, clean coat. The summer thing was because Ryan's home. Oh, right. All summer. What does your husband do, Heidi? He's a teacher. The listeners don't know. We got to remind those listeners. Oh, he's a teacher extraordinaire. Shaking so, lives. 
Let's go over to Heidi now. What are the perceptions you feel that others have of you being a stay-at-home mom? Well, I have, it's funny because I've had everything from like, some people say like, oh, I would love to do that, but I just like have to use my brain, which is like a really backhanded compliment. So I guess some people think I just like walk around the house like, oh, I wonder what I should do. Or like maybe that I like lay on the couch and watch soap operas or something. And if that was true, I wouldn't be like two episodes behind on Big Brother, but don't tell me who loses. But like when your kids get a little older, I can't watch Bachelor and Big Brother with them. Oh, because yeah. Because I feel like, so like mm. every once in a while, I will put a show on for Myers and then watch Bachelor on my phone in bed, but like literally only because I have to catch up. But I don't often laze around and watch shows. So I have some people say like, oh, I would love, I literally had a few people before be like, would love to stay home, but like, I just have to use my brain. And then I've had other people be like, oh, I would love to stay home. I wish I could, but like, we just can't afford it. I have to work. And that's, and that's fine. But it's like, definitely true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's just a choice. It all comes down to a choice. I could be working. I'm a teacher. I taught for five years. I could still be working and we would make double the money we make now, but we just made a choice to for me to stay home, it just worked for us. So you just gotta own your own decision. Whatever you decide to do, just own it. Yeah. It says in the article that Jody sent us for the stay-at-home moms that they're obsessed with Target and they live for coffee. That I think it's a hundred percent true. If she had a Target, she'd be there all the time. No, but I'm I'm not I'm obsessed with any store that I like. But I don't think that really has to do with being a mom. <laughs> It also says here that they don't shower. Well, that's true, but I don't know that. I I guess if I had to go to work, I would have to shower. I do shower my body. That's false. You do not have to shower if you're going to work. Ask Amanda. Oh, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) No, you don't have to shower since the invention of dry shampoo. You don't have to shower anymore. I do shower. I just don't have to wash my hair. Oh, totally. I do the same thing. I just, I don't know if that has to do with being a stay-at-home mom, but yeah, that's maybe true. Don't shower. <laughs> it also says they live for coffee. I think that's that very true. Very true. I mean, especially when you have young kids and you're not sleeping, you definitely live for coffee. It also says they're pretty much miserable. Are you miserable? Oh, no. Nope, I'm not. She's a delight. How about when you were potty training? A little training? ray of sunshine. Well... Yeah, I guess that does make me kind of miserable. When I'm potty training or when Grady's potty training? <laughs> Have you mastered that yet, Heidi? Oh my gosh. It also says that they secretly hate other moms and all they think about is breastfeeding. I'm pretty sure only your husband thinks about that, but. Oh my goodness. I love other moms. And I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I don't really think about breastfeeding because I don't do it anymore, but maybe some moms do. You did do that for a really long time. Yeah. Great. I didn't still really mad like it. it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Bring back the boobs. No kidding. Hey, Amanda, what about you? Your online study says you are unusual. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh. I'm here to make these stereotypes fit you. Heidi didn't let me. <laughs> I was like, when I read the Target one, I'm like, oh my gosh, 100%. Heidi was like, I saw the yeah. sweater online. It's only 30 bucks. I think you should totally buy yeah. it. It's all the bloggers are wearing it. <laughs> so yeah. like, oh my gosh. And the... The one about the leggings, too. I feel like I do live in leggings. But I feel like that's just being a smart person. Like, as soon as I'm home from work, I'm in leggings. 
Like I love. Well, I'm trying to fit your stereotypes here. Sorry. Okay. Um, and I do love. I do love shopping. I do. You do love shopping. So Amanda, she's unusual. She's selfish. She's a product of mm-hmm. modern feminist movements. I actually think I am oh a product of that. <laughs> um, your life is unfulfilling. I shouldn't read these like this. It sounds really mean. Um, you face more loneliness and financial hardship later in life. I'm going to say false. You're going to be way richer yeah. than the rest of us. Don't yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, I think that a, a lot of that is actually very false. I don't know where this article came from, but um, <laughs> unusual. I mean, I'm unusual. Maybe I'm I unusually awesome. I'm unusually awesome. Um, and, and, and that they're selfish. This is definitely something I think that people say you can be or you are or people look at you when you when you have made the decision to not have kids and for us just so everyone knows we at this point in life we have up until this made the decision that we haven't had that we're not having kids right now who does never to say that we might not but i'm also the the time's ticking um but at this point it's been a decision that we've made so it hasn't been like a physical thing or fertility thing or what have you it's just been a a decision but i think the thing with being selfish is i think that's super false i actually would say that i'm actually not selfish and i also think that if you ask someone or maybe i ask you guys if they if i was to ask you why they chose to have kids most people would tell me a it's either that's just what you do or second that's the life they envisioned for themselves so is that not also a a selfish choice i'm not sure so i think i I don't parents no i don't think you're a selfish person i think that kids like when i decided to have kids it wasn't that i wanted to be less selfish and i was like i'm gonna have kids it's gonna make me be so noble and fantastic but kids literally the first year literally suck the selfishness out of you i mm-hmm, think totally, and i yeah. think they like you can't help you're like sweating your boobs are dripping you know you've been up half the night they pull the selfishness out of you and then and then as they get older i'm able to get more selfish again it's fantastic but <laughs> yeah I, I do think that i I, I didn't pick that because of that reason so i feel like i feel like totally. that's lame right like like you said it doesn't really work I think yeah. that it's, you said that very thing to me when I was pregnant, which is super uplifting. <laughs> like it'll suck the selfish. No, no, Jody. Oh. That it'll suck the selfishness out of you. You said that exact thing because I think someone said it to you. And it's like, it, you can't even help it. So I don't know if that's very like noble. Like you literally are like, I would rather do anything else than rock you right now, but I have mm. no choice. I think it's totally. more serving someone. So even if your mm-hmm. spouse, like if your spouse had developed mm-hmm. a disease or like all of a sudden they're in a car accident and they can't walk, like any of those hardships in life really suck the selfishness out of you. Anytime you're going to serve someone, right? So it could be on, yeah. in, in, on any level. I, I think that like with it being selfish, whether it's not me as selfish as a person or us as a selfish family unit or just selfishness for my life, like the opposite of selfishness I would consider would be, you know, generosity or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, and I would say, and I think you guys would agree that I actually am quite a generous person. And I came from a family who was very generous. So to have people say, Oh, it's such a selfish decision not to have children. I'm like, that's so interesting because I actually don't feel like I'm selfish. And even in my personal life, I do spend a lot of time giving and spending time with other people. And I think that, yes, it's not selfish in the terms of like, I'm breastfeeding all night and rocking your kid to sleep. And I haven't slept in 
eight hours for about a year, but um, it's different. Yeah, it's different. I don't think, I don't think it is a selfish decision. No, I don't, Amanda, I've never thought you were selfish. I just always have thought that it's like you make the choice that's right for you. It's like yeah. almost more selfish to just have kids just because you feel like you should. That's a terrible totally. reason to have kids. I think we didn't live up to all the stereotypes. I lived up to all of mine, but you guys didn't live up to them quite as well. Um, but let's talk about like, what are the be- the advantages? Amanda, do you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, I think right now advantages are, you know, the regular things that everyone else would look at and say, oh, you guys travel, you guys do what you want. You buy what you want. You have, you know, more money. You have less stress. You, you guys sleep eight hours a night. You do all those things. But I also think it comes down to some other benefits that I've experienced not having kids. Yes, all of those things that I listed, but I also think it's, you know, a deeper relationship with my own parents, for example. So many parents, so many people out there only use their parents, you know, as babysitters. And I actually get to be the one to say, hey, it's Saturday night. Like, let's go out and get a drink and dinner. So that is elevated to like different relationships that I have with um, other people or other children, like nieces, um, seven nieces between the two of us. And I think there's been some awesome experiences. I definitely think travel is top of that. We kind of just do what we want. And I do, I have a quote that I have always uh, posted on my Instagram, which has been quite funny that says uh, like, sometimes when I get sad about not having kids, I sleep until noon, don't cook or do laundry for a week, watch everything but cartoons and buy myself a gift. (laughs) And it's kind of like all of those things definitely happen. I would like to call that advice. That's like, that's like advice for a great week. <laughs> like, I think, I think I would like to try that. Yeah. Even with my kids. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, there's another quote that says, I may be selfish for not wanting children, but you're so arrogant for thinking you, you're so great. You need to make more of them. Oh my gosh. I love that. So yeah, I think one of the other perceptions people have other than they assume that you have a selfish life is that maybe you actually don't like kids. Um, and, and that's definitely not the case for me. I like everyone else's kids. You all know that. And your kids know that. And, um, I have my own nieces that I'm very, very close to probably, um, closer than a normal aunt would be to, to them. And to the point where like, I, I love kids so much that in the neighborhood, you know, we have friends that we've made and they have younger kids and like, they get off the school bus and they come to my house for after school snack. And like their, their moms are like, are my kids at your house? I'm like, yeah. You know, so I definitely know that that's another perception people have where it's not true for everyone. That's something that is um, not true for, for me and for, for our life too. I think you just do a really good job of being an aunt. My kids love you, even though they don't get to see you that often. And you're just like really genuine. And like, my kids know that you love them. And like, I even think about like my kids when they were born and they had like, aunts and they were the first kids born and then once those aunts started having kids it totally changes when you have your own kids so you Mm -hmm. can like be so involved in our kids' lives because you're you don't have kids Mm -hmm. no for sure I I think thank you I like to be an aunt um but no it's true it's definitely true that I I still like everyone else's kids I mean for the most part (laughs) um and and that's not Mm -hmm. it another thing is people obviously assume that you physically can't have kids because who would decide not to have kids and that's obviously not for us too, or that your career means way more than anything else. Those are just some perceptions out there that I think people have. And uh, it's definitely not true. You got to get to know the people. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
I was a teacher actually by trade. I taught for five years and I actually loved teaching so much. It was, it was my jam. And I, I feel like I was mediocre at most things in life. Like I wasn't like a superstar, but I was really good at teaching and I loved it. Taught junior high for five years and I thought I would go back right as soon as my maternity leave was done. I left all my stuff there. I was making sure that my person that replaced me wouldn't be very comfortable. Like I was coming back. I didn't even pack my bags. And then, yeah, things changed. I loved being at home. I loved being with my baby. And it just, there was a lot of things that played into that. Like our situation with like work, my husband's a teacher too. So our schedules would have been exactly the same. So we would have had to have full-time daycare all the time because it wasn't like he could watch right. our kids when I was working. Like our schedules were exact same. We have no family that lives anywhere near us at all. I had a hard time for me thinking about leaving my kids with someone else and then teaching a bunch of other kids. So for us, it just worked for me to stay home and we've just made that choice. And yeah, it's I mean, it's tight sometimes financially because we make half of what we used to. And there's three more of us because we have three kids now. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's totally different, but it's just a choice that we've made and it works for our family. And um, I think that I have, like I said before, I've had people say everything from like, like, oh, I think it's awesome that you stay home to like, oh, I, I would, but I just like have to be around adults. I have to use my brain or like, oh, we, I would, you're so lucky you can stay home. We just can't afford that. And I just think people just need to do what's ever best for their family and just own it. I don't like to defend why we've done what we've done because it just works for mm -hmm. us. And I don't need to explain that to anybody. And people don't need, if you want to go back, that's awesome. And if you mm -hmm. don't, that's awesome too. Just do what you do, do what's best for your family. And you don't have to justify it. If you're justifying yeah. it, then it just feels like you're trying to defend what you're doing and uh, it's not right for everybody, but what we're doing is right for us. I've never felt lazy. I do wear sweatpants or like tights <laughs> all the time, but I feel like if I was teaching, I might still do that too. Someone said to me the other day, they're like, when we were in university, you said, oh my gosh, I'd never wear tights as pants. I was like, I know. Who says that? <laughs> oh my I've learned to not mention anything about like, oh, I would never wear that because I'm like in three days, I'm going to want that. Even if I think it's ugly. I never yeah. felt like I wasted like going to university because I will, I think, teach again in some capacity. It's like a, I'll either sub or I'll go back when my kids are a little older. Just right now, it's not what we've chosen. Mm -hmm. And I used to always be like, oh, I could just homeschool my kids. And then COVID hit and I was like, well, this is pretty much the worst thing ever. That for sure wasn't for us. <laughs> Having a two-year-old and trying to homeschool. And I was like, I could easily teach a whole class of kids than this one person. It was like, yeah, so, so we learned that. If we learned anything from COVID, it was that homeschooling is not for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, have, well, I don't really feel unfulfilled because I, I do love being home. I mean, Sundays when Ryan goes out the door, I'm like, please don't leave me with them. But like, they're getting older now. So I like, I've always enjoyed being around them, but they're actually like kind of fun to hang out with now. Like played Battleship today with Myers and he beat me, even though uh, like, I'm well I'm pretty sure kind of cheated but like it's a getting to the point where I can like <laughs> hang out with them a bit he for sure I'd have cheated if you'd have played with me too <laughs> I know my kids are fun to be around yeah sometimes it's nice I do miss talking to adults like and I but I do I still do like I talk to you guys every day 
I do lots of like coffee dates and like hang out with other moms and we're in lots of like groups and like I meet moms at school or whatever. So I think that's just like, if I was to tell moms who feel unfulfilled at home, first of all, not every mom has to stay at home. So maybe go to work. Or if you want to be home and that's what works for you guys, then find people that can be your tribe to surround you in this season and then get involved in stuff, put your kids in lots of stuff. And yeah, that's gonna, what being at home is like. I guess, Jody, you kind of asked me one thing that I would change about being at home. And I really thought about it. And I would, have, I would change snacks. I feel like we got way too heavy into <laughs> snacks. Now there's no going back and it's like, our life is just like a series of moments between snacks and that makes sense. we snack all the time, all the time someone wants a snack. And so if I could go back and do things over, we'd probably be less structured or more structured with snacks. I feel, I feel like, like I'm ready to stay at home if all you do is snack. Right? <laughs> Sounds awesome. Amanda's like, I didn't know that part. Right? <laughs> Wait, tomorrow. Kids. Resignation <laughs> I- ASAP. <laughs> I feel like, like I genuinely, when we talk about resentment to our childhoods, I actually feel like I was denied a lot of snacks and our kids now I'm like, I mostly just, I'm like, yeah, get whatever you want from the pantry. Like, but then oh, like know. my mom would have been like, do you want an apple? And I was like, no. And then she's like, then you're not hungry. And so I feel like I never ate stuff after school. Cause she'd be like, it was like, I don't know. I think I needed more calories. That's probably why I struggle with my weight now. It's probably all their fault. Oh man, drop your kids off at my house after school. That's right. (laughs) I drop myself off and be like, Auntie Miranda, what's for snacks today? My kid's like Grady at like his first word was like snack. (laughs) So now I'm like, do you want to play a game? No. What do you want to do, Grady? Snack. I'm like, okay, eat whatever you want. Go to the country. Help yourself. You're like, obviously. Okay, Heidi, did you- I'm just trying to live life, trying to look like a snack. Like, let's be serious. (laughs) Trying to look like a snack. I'm a tasty dish. Um, okay, yeah. Heidi, did you yes. choose, did you choose to have kids? Yes, I did choose to have kids. We waited a really long time to have kids because I was teaching and loving that, and I we got married young, so we had time. But now I feel like we maybe waited a little too long. Now we feel old and tired. I feel like it might have been easier if we were a little younger. But yeah, we definitely made the decision to do it. I don't know do that it. we that we made a decision to do it. Um, I don't know that we did. Like we got pregnant by accident. We were planning on having kids like six months later, but it's funny. Like I think I'm actually one of those people who just felt like it's what you do. Mm-hmm. Do you know how kids come? Do you know how that happened? <laughs> <laughs> we figured out the cause. Um, I think that honestly it was one of those things where I didn't think about it long and hard. It was like, Oh, you just have kids. And mm-hmm. I, I've always, I babysat. I always loved kids. I love teenagers. I love just getting in there and like laughing with them and relating on their level. Cause I'm really good at dropping it down a level when necessary. Um, but yeah, so like I, I do. And I, I have, I love being a mom, but I definitely don't think that I was like, like even when I was little, it was like, I didn't want to play with Barbies. I wanted to take my three kids from the basement up to mom's house and leave my fake husband. I was like, dear Matt Andreo, I've taken the kids. Like I always put his last name on the note, like you would for your husband at home. And I was like, dear Matt Andreo, I've taken the kids and gone to mom's. Come on up when you're ready to have some supper. And I would like leave him a note. My mom thought it was so funny. And so as much as it wasn't like something I thought about, it was like part of me. You know what I mean? And some of the things that I find are the disadvantages, like, I think there are some real disadvantages of being a working mom, to be honest. 
I feel like I have a pull all the time. Like when I come back from holidays, mm-hmm. my, one of my, well, my assistant manager and my other really good manager friend um, up north of me, she's always like, Jody, you do this every time you come back from holidays. Like I'll cry off and on for weeks. And so that's where part of me feels like I probably haven't found my perfect balance with being a working mom. Like I want to still um, be able to get them to school, get them at the end of the day, have, I'd rather work a little bit in the, in like after they go to bed and have the time with them between 3 PM and 5 PM. But right now, like, yeah, I'm gone to the office from basically nine till five. I'm super intentional. And I do like, I give them breakfast in the morning and I, I hug them and I chat with them and I try to leave for the office after they've left for school. There's no part of the morning where I'm not there, but I definitely struggle with it. And I feel Mm -hmm. angry that men don't seem to struggle with it. And it doesn't seem to be a thing for guys to have the guilt of being at work. A lot of the times when I'm with them at home, we're unintentionally around each other. But I think that's part of being in a family. It's not all intentional. And it is a lot of unintentionally hanging out. And so I definitely am looking to make changes in my career in the next few years because I know that I want more conversations. I want more, you know, little pickups and drop-offs and things like that. And right now I don't have that. So I think it's recognizing that just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean you shouldn't push into it, but just because something is technically okay for a lot of people doesn't mean I want it for my life. So yeah, I would prefer the balance. I would prefer the balance of my last job where I spent part of the day at the office and part of the day at home. I'm such a mover and a shaker and I love business but to me, family is before business. So mm-hmm. I love my job. And right now it's afforded us this home and to live on Vancouver Island where the cost of living is higher. But I'm anxious to down the road, you know, um, be looking for um, situations that present themselves in business where I do get to work from home. And, and now even since the pandemic, I feel like there are a lot of people who realize people can get a lot of work done from home. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see that shift because I, I dream of going back to that. And mostly it just, I, I want to be around, around my family, even if it's unintentional. So I do a lot of intentional stuff. We have a very intentional Friday night movie nights. We plan a supper that's like sitting on the couch, eating it, which is like really risky. And my husband hates that, but that's what <laughs> we do Friday nights. And we get in our jammies, like right after, you know, work and school and we cuddle on the couch and I plan a lot of that intentional stuff, but I miss the unintentional stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely a disadvantage. And then I have to say, like, I'm proud of what I'm teaching them about what women can do and and equality. And I am really proud of that. Everything is like a trade-off. Nothing's, Mm -hmm. you can't have everything, right? And nothing's perfect. And so I'm showing them, you know, that a dad can do different stuff at home and a mom can leave the house. And my husband works from home as well, but it doesn't have to look a certain way. It can be whatever, however your family, like Heidi said, decides to structure it, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that's um, what I want them to see. And I want them to see a life of possibility and not a life of scarcity. I want my kids mm-hmm. to, you know, when they're 18, 20, I want them to feel like they can go after whatever they want, you know, what the desires are that have, that have been placed in their heart that they can, you know, commit to it, pray about it, chase it full out And I want them to feel full of possibility. And I feel like if their mom continually steps into possibility, it's not a bad thing. So Mm. that's kind of how I feel about that. 
I, I don't think it's a bad thing that you're able to show that, that you can do all of that. Like you are a mom and you are present with your family and you are present with your kids. And I think that's, that's a big role. And I think that you specifically, um, probably because you wake up at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> to yeah, do no these kidding. things, you're able to accomplish those things so that you do have the balance and you're fulfilled, but also your family is fulfilled with still having that a mother-wife role. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm like proud of you because you do so much because you still do like you do a lot of the same things that I do but then you work on top of that mm -hmm. you still come home usually and like make supper and like really good suppers for your kids you're doing all of that and working but I honestly think that I don't want it all like I, I would love to have clean baseboards. I just, I look at my baseboards in my bathroom, my new theory. I have all these weird little theories. Like I'm like, okay, Jody, if you can do this job and get it done in 45 seconds, go do it right now. If I'm in the bathroom and I can tell that like the baseboards look gross, I will like grab a rag and do it this second, not planning for it for Saturday, not adding it to something. Cause my life doesn't work that way. And mm -hmm. there's a book called the one minute manager and like the manager in me, I'm not a very good manager. I'm a really good leader, but the manager in me is like, get rid of those tiny tasks and get them done fast. And so like tonight I took like three minutes. I went into the garage. I sorted a box for Goodwill. I grabbed some recycling. I brought it into the house and now there's like a cleared out space in the garage. I didn't give up the night to be in the garage. I didn't give up, you know, a span of time. And, but I, I'm trying to fit those little things in. I'm not happy with it though. And I don't know that I have to be happy with everything, but I think what I'm realizing is I'd also like to hire a cleaner because the lie mm -hmm. is I can do it all and I can't. And at the same time though, I have this guilt of like, well, your mom just cleaned the house and that's how kids see that, you know, chores matter and all those stereotypes from the past that I, I feel like they're sitting on my shoulders, weighing me down you know, like a mom is supposed to do this. And I, I love to cook. So that's like out of my own joy, but I do find that really mm -hmm. hard and nothing's perfect. But here's my advice for a working mom, create a killer morning routine, which takes training to get your body used to, because I was not a morning person. I'm not a morning person in my heart. I was always late. I was always wake, missing my alarm, sleeping in, chasing the school bus as a kid. But someone once said to me, it took them six weeks to, to be able to get up at 6 a.m. every day. And I was like, what? That's a thing? Like you can train your body? I had no idea. And now I get up every, five, every day at 5.30, but I don't snooze my alarm at all. Snoozing is like the devil. I ground Snoozing myself. Snoozing is losing. Like Snoozing I is said. losing. You've never said I've that? I've never said that. All I do is snooze my alarm. <laughs> no. You should say it. That's, that's should a, write that down. <laughs> that's a great line. Everything is super planned in my life. And so there's no way to fit it in except super planned. So if I, I've now gotten to a point after basically three months of working on this podcast that it's normalized in my life. I record one day a mm -hmm. week. So I think a lot of times it's making the habits that you want to have. A habit is, is actually going to benefit you once you create the habit. So spend time in the morning journaling, spend time in meditation, spend time in prayer, you know, read a book, read your Bible, whatever. Um, and that's stuff that I do every morning. So I have about 45 minutes of that, 45 minutes of exercise. And then I get ready, you know, hug my kids, chat with them, eat some food, drink some coffee. But it makes me feel good to be up before everybody. It's like a control thing. I don't know if you mm -hmm. feel like that, Heidi, but when you wake up and everyone's woken you up and they're all asking for breakfast and you're like, oh, what is even happening? It makes you feel unempowered. Well, yeah, I can't honestly say that I know what it's like to be up before everybody else. I don't think I've ever done that. 
but I'm gonna like, I'm gonna work towards that and I'm gonna let you know how that feels yeah just not anytime soon <laughs> just not anytime soon so yeah so that's what I would say like I'm I'm proud of what I'm doing I'm not it's not perfect I'm not obsessed with it I love being a mom and like I said my kids are nine and seven about to be ten and eight and they are funny now Brooks's best part of his day was that he made his whole class laugh today and awesome. he made he made a rude joke about COVID and they all howled and he was he must have heard it say, from his mama yeah. right so it's just it's so funny to see them become like these humans that you adore you know and um yeah like I told them the other day I used to say you guys are like the best part of my life and then I was like no you are the best part of my life like not you're like the best part you are the best part at the end of the day all we want is our kids to just learn to be good people and love really well. Totally. And like, we're, do you know what I mean? Like, however we get to, I don't think our kids are going to look back and be like, Oh, my mom, like my kids say all the time, like you don't even work. I'm like, I work here, <laughs> but like, they, <laughs> I don't think that's the stuff they're going to remember. Like I want them to just learn how to love people well and to, yeah, that's what they're going to think about. Hopefully. I do want to say too, like Amanda, the gift that, that you are to your nieces is like the most special gift ever. Totally. Like your, your purpose. That's a very important part of your purpose is loving mm. and caring them. And they are so lucky to have you. For sure. Thank you. I think I, I totally agree. And I think for us, obviously with making the decision not to have kids, we, we do get so much fulfillment in that area from them. And I think, I, I think that so many of the things that you guys would do as moms, like maybe not on an everyday basis, but the things you get to do, like take them on trips and spoil them and go shopping. And, you know, now they're at an age where they're getting older. And, and like, I think, well, we've been on this call. One of them texted me their Halloween costume and another one texted Aww. me about their grad dress. Like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a friendship, but also family. And I think I do get fulfilled in some of that area not to say that I'm not fulfilled because of the decisions we made, because obviously we've made the decision because we do feel like we have a very fulfilling life and we like the decision. Sometimes, you know, people wonder like, aren't you going to regret this? And, and you know, there's times I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm going to be 65 and be sad. And I know Jody, we had a discussion not too long ago about that, where you said, well, don't you love your life? I'm like, yeah, I, I feel so like we love our life. I love my husband being married and people who know us know that me and Jeremy are, um, you know, pretty, pretty awesome together. And we, we have fun and we love our life. And I think that you said to me, well, do you regret the last 11 years being married and not having kids? And I was like, no. And you're like, so what makes you think that 20 years from now you're going to feel differently? And I was like, oh, you're very true. Very true. So who knows? I know we get that question a lot. And, and I think that so much of that fulfillment does come from the children and the kids and the teenagers that I do have in my life, which is awesome. And I think that that's, I'll never trade that for anything. And I still don't feel the need to have that motherly instinct, which is very different because I am so family orientated and I do love people so much. So it's interesting that people, like people tell me like, it's weird that you don't want kids. And like, when your friends have babies, do you like get that feeling inside where you're like, Oh, I just like want to have it. I'm like, no, I'm like happy for them, but I'm not like dying to have it. So it's really interesting because I think that people who decide not to have kids, I would say most of the time, 
it's something you really think long and hard about. Some people know right off that I'm never having kids and that's that. And I need to find myself a partner who also agrees. But for some people, I don't think it's like that. I think you do think, well, what is my future going to look like? And who's going to take care of me and what's going to happen? And where's my fortune going to go to? Just kidding. It'll be a fortune <laughs> cookie. That'll be my only fortune. Heidi <laughs> and I are but taking donations. Me. Yeah. You can give it to us. <laughs> But yeah, you do think about those things. And I think that, you know, it's also a super, it can be a super sensitive subject where, you know, we have made that decision. And for some people who can't have children or they can't have any more children, you know, that's, that's really hard because we've obviously made the decision. And for some people who can't, that's such a heartache for them. And I'm obviously super sensitive to those people who, who, who can't have children and you know, they go through that heartache where thankfully we haven't had to experience that, which is good. But I'm also very aware that those people, you know, might look at me and say, well, why would you ever make that decision? Like so much heartbreak because of not being able to do that. So definitely being sensitive to those people is, you know, something I'm aware of as well. We're the minority with not having kids and something that I would want people to know a child-free house is still a family. Like we are still a family and we want to be included in all of your family stuff. Just because we don't have kids doesn't mean I don't want to be invited to the birthday parties and the functions and the graduations and, you know, the monumental events that happen in your home. Just because you think we don't have kids, we don't want to celebrate those things because we actually do. And I know you guys get that, like never made it to one of Heidi's kids' birthday, but I get an invitation in the mail means more to me than, than what you maybe actually know. So there's, there's lots about that. So I want people to know that we're still a family and we still want to be included. And because we, we may not have our own, but we love yours. That's always my motto. <laughs> oh my gosh, Miranda, that's actually like beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. And I've always thought it's like super responsible of you. I don't know if that's the word, but like a lot of people just have kids because they're like, oh, we shouldn't just, I don't know, we just have kids. Like everybody just has kids. And that's not like awesome to bring kids into the world for that reason. Their, mm-hmm. their work to do it well, it's a lot of work. It's not just yeah. like something you do flippantly. And I've seen like a lot of people probably that shouldn't have kids and they just mm-hmm. do it because they do it. But they just don't think about it. They have kids because that's what they're supposed to do and they don't enjoy it and they don't like it and they don't invest in them. And then it's like, why? I, th- I think it's unselfish actually what you've done. No, I do. I agree with Heidi. I do think that there are a lot of kids that are very neglected, mm-hmm. like a lot. And that breaks my heart. One of my things for myself, and I know a lot of families, both parents work like totally. And my husband works from home, but that was one of like, we all have our own deal breakers. And it's not like people could listen to this and be like, that was rude, but it's not about them. It's like what works for my household. And I knew Mm -hmm. for myself that I said from the very beginning, before we had kids, I said, if when we have kids, both of us can't be working like full time because Mm -hmm. I, I just knew I'd come home and I'd be like, what? as I'm trying to cook supper and I'm stressed and all this stuff. Right. And so I think we all kind of know, like you said, like, however you said that, Amanda, you said, you just got to do what you decide is best for you and your family. And and then just like lean into it and give it your Mm -hmm. all. Right. But I Mm -hmm. think, yeah, I just, I totally agree. And I think like, especially with like the decision to have a family or not have a family or what your family looks like, like if you're going to have someone stay home or you're both going to work, it's so dangerous, I think, to like have it set in your mind what you're going to do. I was fully going back to work. I never dreamed that I would stay home. 
but things change and you just have to be open to like what's best for you in that moment of time. And then you're never going to convince anybody else like by justifying it or defending it, you're never going to convince anybody else. So you just got to let people do what they do, do what's best for their family, do what's best for yours, and then just leave it. It's like totally. the high school you went to. Everyone thought their high school was like the best high school. And that's like what life is like. I feel like you get older and you're like, like now I can't imagine my life with, with out two kids. I also can't imagine my life with three kids. And I cried a few years ago because I wanted a third kid so bad. Right. So, but now mm -hmm. I have no regrets. Well, Heidi has a third kid now that she can't imagine her life without. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, whatever you end up doing yeah. it's your thing, it's your family. And I think living life with regrets is just no way to live. Right. Totally. So yeah. it's like, you'll and, live it and you'll love it. Yeah. And I know Heidi, you were even talking about like, Oh, life in COVID with kids. And I remember seeing so many memes out there that were like friends. If you have friends with kids, you need to check in on them. <laughs> like it was like all yeah, no single kidding. people, if you have friends, check in on them. And it's so true. And I know like I don't know how many times I hear, and it's all hearsay because nobody I know regrets, you know, the decision of, of having kids, which I know, but it's like one of those things, you know, like, well, when we're empty nesters and we want to do this. And when, when our houses are empty, Oh, can you imagine being able to do that? And, you know, I know so many people look at us and they're like, Oh man, and Jeremy, that's so sweet. But I'm like, it's, it's, it is good, but it's also the decision we've made. So you also made the decision. And I know every one of my friends would never change their decision. Right now, yeah. you look like you're breastfeeding your cat. You've got your cat in your arms, like you're cradling it, rocking back and forth with a grandma bun in your hair. It's, and you just look like, almost, I told you guys, like, like that cat mom. is in the house. It almost looks like she's in the house. If so, I no, I'm do my driveway. I'm yeah, on the totally. driveway. Don't worry. I love that. No. Farm uh, I'm a fur mom and I always say, I'm like, you know, everyone says, what are you going to do when you're older? And I think there's also that perception, which we've had a lot of conversations about where they say, you know, well, who's going to take care of you when you're older. But I also have had a lot of conversations where there is no guarantee that any of your children will even live in the same country that you're in. Like, yes, you can give your money to them and they'll maybe be able to make decisions for you, which is awesome. But I think if you place people in your life and surround yourself with um, family anyways, that will happen for you anyways for, for those well, of us who had, don't have kids. I had three, so I hope at least one of them will take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> I also have my, my aunt and uncle, my uncle Dale and auntie Gwen, who I adore, they didn't have kids and they always gave me the coolest presents, the best mm -hmm. presents ever. And I would do anything for them. If right now, like they've asked some of us to be power of attorney and different things on their behalf, totally. and like, we adore them. Like we would do anything yeah. for them, you know, and if, yeah. if their family, um, they have lots of family. And so they never need to like come to our family gatherings. And I'm always so sad. Right. But yeah. what I will say is I hate a kid's birthday party. <laughs> if you're like, I love to be invited. I'm like, please take my name off the short list. I just, I don't like to go. I mean, if my kids are going or like, yeah, if it was Heidi's kids or like someone's kids, but over the years you get invited to kids' birthday parties and you're like, wah, 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 wah. Like you just yeah, don't, especially yeah. if it's a one-year-old one. One-year-old. And it's always like a one-year-old's party is always like cost a million dollars. And you're mm -hmm. like, what is even happening? They just pooped up their back. Like they're not here for the party. They're so confused. Right. They're so, sleeping through it. Yeah. Okay, girls, let's wrap up our month. What is sweet okay. and salty? Heidi, do you want to go first? I was thinking of this today and I decided not to talk anything COVID related because like we said the other day on the phone, let's never talk about COVID anymore. So Instead, I feel like my salty has been what's got me salty. 
I, I mean, I have someone in my life that has some health concerns, just feels um, heavy and it's got mm-hmm. me a little salty. And even just like, well, we haven't seen my husband's family, some of them for like a year. And it, that feels heavy too. So that's what's got me salty. What's got you sweet? Now do I? Oh, well, talk about those stereotypes. I just found some really good things online lately. And I mean, I love <laughs> shopping. I love a deal. I love getting, like, I waited for this sweater from a store in the mail forever. And it finally came in. It's just like the best thing ever. And so that's my online shopping is my sweet thing right now. I feel like last year I got ruined when I ordered a sweater with a girl that didn't have a head. Well, like she wasn't headless, but her head was cut off in the photo. And you were like, oh, you can't order from those people that don't have a head in their photo because it's always like a fake thing. And now I'm just terrified. I won't order from anybody because I got paid $50 US for a terribly ugly thing that looked nothing like the picture. And then when I- I, You got to be smart about it. But like, I literally have Amazon package probably come to my house most days and it just makes me so happy. <laughs> no, I love that. And what's saving your sanity right now? You know what it is? I'm going to the gym now and I'm doing it online and going, which is like not what I've done in my past at all. I've been like the laziest skinny for a long time. And now I'm working out and I Jealous. actually, I love it. And like, I love going. I love doing it at home too, because some of it I do online and it's just like, I never thought I would love working out, but I love it. Saving my sanity. I love that. Mm -hmm. Amanda? Um, Let's see. What's got me salty, salty, salty. Honestly, this is hilarious. I, I think that I'm not ready for winter and the weather has me a little bit salty. And if you guys know me, I'm such a grandma when it comes to driving on roads, when there's snow or freezing ice. And so the weather has got me a little bit salty. And even what's saltier than that, we actually bought a couple shrubs and a tree at the beginning of September and we oh, haven't no. planted them yet. Oh. And so we have to get them in the ground and that's real salty because the ground's like half frozen. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So we need to plant those and the weather and driving. But what's been sweet is I think the best thing that happened uh, this month is we went on a trip to the island, which was amazing because I got to see Jody. But we, it was amazing. I'm still full from Thanksgiving dinner a few weeks ago. But what had me taken, my breath taken away was we were in Tofino and we experienced the most epic sunset that lasted honestly two hours. I, I don't even know. It was the most amazing thing. And I was like standing in the ocean almost up to my knees for like an hour watching this sunset. It was the most amazing color. And I've seen sunsets like Hawaii and this sunset was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that was really sweet for me. And, uh, it was, it was a pretty epic moment. And I was just sitting there with my BFF, Jeremy and, uh, it was like, I don't feel offended. (laughs) (laughs) Both of you were there. (laughs) Just kidding. You also, you're my BFFs, but what's keeping your sanity? And what's keeping my sanity, well, last month it was Love Island and that unfortunately is over. So I have to pick some other smutty TV show, but um, no, I'm just kidding. I actually just experienced, cause I'm slowly growing up and now I like coffee, but I just experienced um, Nespresso. We've had an espresso machine in our house for like, I don't know, four or five years. And, and uh, I've experienced some really good Nespresso. So I have one every morning and it's been awesome saving my sanity before I have to go to work and work retail with a mask for six hours. Oh man. 
Yeah. Gross. They're threatening to make a province like that. They're threatening us. People keep being like, Jodes, how do you feel about wearing masks? I was like, I go wherever I want, okay? I just don't go where I don't need to go. And (laughs) that's how I stay. Don't even talk about it. Don't give it any space time. Okay. Um, What's got me sweet is my husband um, bought some cameras for outside of our house and it is oh like gosh. constant excitement. Like we have yeah. Melissa and Bert are super fat raccoons and they keep coming out. And then like we filmed them one night and then like the next night, normally raccoons are just out in like, in if it's summer, they're in like the dead of night. Okay. This is what I, I don't know anything about raccoons. So I'm, this is what I'm making up. But anyways, so like they were at our house eating grubs. They pull all the grass up, they eat the grubs underneath. And then my husband dumps cayenne pepper mixed with water and um, Frank's red hot. So he's going downstairs and you can just imagine like walking down the stairs with a big, like mixing bowl full of this liquid, right? It's like really risky when you're in your house anyway. And then he opens the front door and lo and behold, Bert and Melissa are right in front of the door. (laughs) And he like panicked (laughs) and just tossed like the liquid. And so it looked like someone had been murdered. There was like, it looked like blood everywhere. Anyway, it was super funny. So our, all the excitement with the camera and then like the neighbors leave at four in the morning and then come back like at four Oh seven. And we're like, what is happening? So lots of excitement mm-hmm. at our house about the cameras outside. Now we want cameras everywhere. We want to be like, it's going to be really exciting to Gosh. get more and more and more cameras. Um, we just want to see a cougar on camera at some point. I mean, other than myself, you know, trotting out to the garbage. <laughs> Um, and then what has got me salty? This is like weird. So we're watching blacklist on Netflix and it is Mm -hmm. very like, I haven't watched a show in a while where you're like, Oh, like a guy dumps people. It's his, it's his murdering career. And he dumps people into like vats of acid. So they dissolve into like a red Slurpee. And I'm just like, Oh "Oh my gosh. But I'm like, it's like a car accident. Like it's so salty and I can't look away, but now I'm like totally hooked on the plot and I'm going to have to just feel nauseous for the next like month. And so that's salty, but I highly recommend it to anybody who has like a strong stomach and enjoys, it is really graphic. And I'm always like, oh my gosh. And then what's saving my sanity? I got to say, click and collect, picking up my groceries and we are eating so freaking good right now. Like every day we're having like super nutrient dense green juices and smoothies. And I just feel like click and collect has made us eat so well all the time. And And no impulse buying, no impulse buying. So like, I'm not even seeing a lot of that crap. And I feel like we're saving money. That's saving my sanity, but I love you girls. Thanks for the great chat. Love you too. Yeah. I love you too. was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.